It's time for the Video Marketing Value Podcast. This is the podcast where we help marketers just like you get more value out of your video marketing efforts. My name is Dane Golden from VidUp and VidTarget, along with my co-host, she's R-E-N-E-T-E-L-E-Y, Renee Teeley from Video Explained. Hello, Renee. Hello. Thank you. I am delighted to be co-hosting this podcast with you today. Why are you not thrilled? I'm always thrilled. I'm thrilled. I'm delighted. I'm enchanted. I'm all of the things. Today we have a special guest, Drew Farber, who's going to be talking to us about what YouTube videos can learn from movie trailers. He creates movie trailers, Renee. Can you believe that? I can. I can totally believe it, mostly because you told me that. (laughs) So welcome, Drew. Dan, Renee, thank you guys so much for having me. This is going to be fun. I'm uh, excited to talk a little bit about what I do in uh, movie trailers. Okay, that's great. So we asked you on today to find out some of the secrets to what make movie trailers so enticing, but also we have our own angle. We want to know how we can use some of these techniques in YouTube videos that are more tutorial-based. Is that okay with you? Yeah, no, that's uh, that sounds awesome. Okay. Okay. So we, Renee and I, a lot of what we do is we help businesses with more how-to content on YouTube that brings in people who are searching to solve a problem, but it's also good to be, you know, entertaining. I don't think you have to be so entertaining, but it helps. And so is there a story framework in a movie trailer that could help either with tutorial videos or more likely with just general YouTube ads for any service. We, we do ads as well. So is what's the secret? Yeah, no, uh, uh, there's, there's, there's no real secret, but there, there are different uh, frameworks kind of how, how trailers work and how kind of movie marketing works in general. And, and tell um, us and tell us sort of what your job is and, and, and how you came to this knowledge in a sort of a, you know, couple sentence uh, encapsulation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I kind of moved to Hollywood uh, um, in 2014 and, and started my journey in the entertainment marketing business. So I've kind of been in the, the biz for about six years now. Um, started as a copywriter and, and worked my way up to associate producing, um, where pretty much what a associate producer does is we're kind of the the mouthpiece between the studio who who's making the film and then um, we're on the agency side so I would lead a team of editors writers graphics um, personnel um, to kind of make this trailer so I was kind of the manager um, if, if you put it in sports terminology in a way um, of our team to deliver this piece um, that embodies an entire movie in about two minutes and 35 seconds. <laughs> Always 235. So is there a structure that we could learn? It, it feels to me like a lot of movie trailers, not every one, but they start out with some, you know, musical note or a, a, a quote or something dramatic or it depends if it's a, um, a comedy might be different or a horror film. What is the general framework that we can know that might help us? Yeah. So for trailers, there's, it's generally like a three act structure. So you have your beginning or your opening, which, which is usually your hook. It's, it's used to grab your viewer to maybe there's a cold open that has really nothing to do with the movie, but just is very interesting, whether it's visually audibly, 
um, or whatever. And then your kind of second act moves into your more your meat and potatoes. So your your story, what exactly your the story you're trying to tell. You're introducing your main players. You're introducing your threats. What stakes there are. Um, and just really what what the embodiment of the movie is. And then your last act. Um, it's, it's kind of to build excitement. Um, you, you might see movie montages, um, in, into the title of the actual movie. And, and sometimes you end on a big question or, or a big moment or, or you play out a scene or a set piece, um, designed to kind of entice the viewer to actually want to go see this movie. Um, what, what is that, that cliffhanger that you need to have answered, when you go to the to actually buy your ticket or to nowadays go see it on Netflix, um, it's kind of that just last ending moment. Yeah, uh, so I I really love this this idea of like a movie trailer being almost like a two minute and thirty five second um, you know sort of story in its own right, right, and then kind of leaving people um, wanting more with that kind of feeling. So is there sort of a particular cadence that you usually have with movie trailers to hook that audience in the beginning and leave them wanting more? Yeah, no, for sure. So like our hook in the beginning could be, it, it's kind of funny. It's it's usually the first five, 10 seconds of, of your trailer um, is going to be your hook. And, and nowadays we have these things called, and I'm sure you see these in ads on YouTube too, bumpers. They're just short little little clips, little shots, um, that are very visually appealing, um, or they, uh, some line or, or, or line of dialogue that, that you want to, you want to hear answered. Um, and, and those are designed to keep you watching because it's all about retention. Um, and, and people's attention spans aren't as long as they used to be. So it's in these five seconds, what can we see what what can we show you or say to you that's going to keep you watching for the rest of the trailer before you tune out and want to get on to something else um so that's kind of our our big job um in the beginning of the trailer is to to hook you and then just like the end what's the same thing what visually or, or what question are we going to ask um or what are we going to show you that's going to what make you want to go see this movie um and, and usually it, it's going to be just like the beginning something very visually appealing or or some ethereal question that you're like man i really need to know about this or i want to see more of this like i just got a taste and now i need the the rest of the meal and and with like music and sound effects so it feels like that's just so integral. Sometimes it's music from the movie, sometimes not. But but from what we do, maybe you can give us a little bit of advice because uh, music can be helpful for a tutorial, for instance. And I sort of try to think of, you know, what is a type of sound that's sort of inspirational in a way that this is something you can learn and it's sort of a, a – a musical journey of learning and uh, moving up in a way. And then there's also sometimes people will put in sound effects like a whoosh or something to call attention to certain points on the screen. What types of guidance could you give us there just, you know, totally off the cuff? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, music plays an absolutely um, 
integral part in, in what I do and also in, in what you guys do as well in, in making how-to videos. Um, it can, I, I guess a lot of it matters on your subject matter. So by subject matter for how-to videos can be one thing for, for me, it's more genre. Um, so you have very, you have your horror, your action, your comedy, your romance. Um, and those specific genres have specific tones that you want to pull um, for different music cues. Um, whether it's a lighthearted cue, whether it's a really big building um, action cue, whether it's a classical cue, um, and, and these these kind of this music will carry you um, through the piece. One thing I've really learned is though, some music can overstay its welcome, um, and, <laughs> and uh, you'll a lot of times you'll see songs with two two three different um, songs or cues in them. Um, to kind of change it up a little bit, just to keep it fresh, keep things rolling. Because when you have one song for such a long amount of time, it kind of just it, it kind of wears you out, and you kind of, like I said before, you kind of you start to tune out because you're like, all right, I've heard this before, I, I need something new. Um, so that's one really big thing that we do is you you always want to keep people on their toes and and, and kind of keep things fresh and moving. You never want to be stale with what you do. Um, and then in terms of like sound effects to call attention to things, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, another technique we use is called sound design, um, where we highlight different movements with, with sound effects, um, whether it's whooshes, bangs, hits, cracks, booms, all of it. Um, you have a wide array of, of, of sounds that you can use um, to really accent moments, whether it's, it's a someone opening up an envelope you can add a sound effect um maybe a a, a guttural sound just to maybe we're evoking fear of opening this envelope um there's little things you can do and little tricks like that to really call attention to certain things that you want to uh, call attention to yeah so i i love this topic of of music within video too and i think music is is definitely a uh it's something that can really help stir different emotions. And I recently watched, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I recently watched a movie trailer that was, it was recut to change the shining into a romantic <laughs> comedy. So it was basically oh like gosh. a little, like a parody, but they took the same, <laughs> you know, they took footage from the shining recut it to make it look like a romantic comedy. And a big part of that recut was um, upbeat music that they played throughout. So it totally changed the feel of the trailer. So what is what is your process when you're going through um, through that and kind of picking what what music to actually play? Yeah, so I, I can kind of give you an example. Uh, I, I Back when I was a writer, I worked on the movie. I'm not sure if you heard of it, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Ooh. Um, yeah, spooky. Uh, it, I think there, there's a few of them now. But um, yeah, this one was with uh, John Goodman and he's like stuck in a bunker. But I won't get into any spoilery uh, details, but the piece for that, um, we used this song. I, I, I actually, I picked the song for this one. I, I think we're alone now uh, by the Shondells. Um, and it's a really upbeat, happy song. Um, and if you know anything about this movie, the movie is a dark thriller. Um, so the song was kind of meant, I kind of picked the song to juxtapose, uh, I can't even say that word right now, so I won't even try, um, to kind of pin against uh, the darker thematic uh, themes of the movie. Um, so it was a, a happy, light song. 
and then while you're seeing all these these dark moments of you're seeing um john goodman's pulling out a gun he someone pulls out a knife someone's calling through an air duct but you're hearing this upbeat song and it, it's kind of it's meant to highlight the just the differences um and then also when picking songs w- what we aim to do is lyrically does it lyrically make sense so this whole song is about these three people alone in a bunker so we pick a song i think we're alone now it's it's pretty uh it, pretty on, nail on the head on that one um but yeah no lyrically doesn't make sense tonally doesn't make sense um and and, and does it relate to the actual footage you're seeing um but but it is kind of crazy like you said with the shining example how integral music can be because no matter what the footage is you could change the tone of an entire movie um based on the music um (laughs) the shining is one of the most disturbing movies i've ever seen and then (laughs) just by changing the 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 song in the trailer you can make it a romantic comedy if you wanted to it's it's pretty incredible what you can do and another another thing you can do in film is of course the montage which uh types of things do you show next to one another and and you can do the same thing in a tutorial video so i may be talking about something and show something confusing, something terrifying, something funny, and it can change the tone of what I'm talking to, make it funnier, build up the drama. What can you do? What's some secrets of how you cut footage? Because, you know, trailers are so compressed, and I I know that they have a lot of very quick cuts. Is that another way of getting attention? What's some tricks we can use there? Yeah, no. So, so definitely. So for in, uh, in trailers, definitely montage is designed to depend on what the genre is, but for action, they're meant to build excitement. So you're choosing your most exciting shots. Um, and, and kind of today in, in kind of our online culture, everyone likes to pause and sit on shots whether it's for avengers movies or star wars movies um so you have to be very selective with the shots you choose um is the shot telling a story are, are you visually telling a story through this montage um they everything kind of you can't just be totally random with it where sometimes things might seem random everything should have a purpose in the shots that you choose um and have some type of building it they should allow you to build to your end piece or your end goal or what you're trying to tell um so yeah no definitely um your shot sequences are super super important they just can't be i mean you you can you can kind of pick out a bad trailer too if you do see some random shot selections because you're like what is that even trying to do um so i think every shot should have a purpose in those montages so, so speaking of purpose, let's talk a little bit about success metrics. So I know that um, in video marketing or really any type of video that you're creating for, for businesses, it's, it's important to understand what it is that you're trying to achieve and figure out what success looks like. So in terms of movie trailers, how do you determine that success? Is it specifically like how many people are going to see the movie or are you looking at things like retention rates of the trailer so how long people are watching that trailer and then um and then how many people are watching that trailer yeah no that's that's a really interesting question um because often 
trailer campaigns, um, that's just one piece of marketing where an entire movie campaign is a series. Now they do even three three different trailers. You do a teaser. You do a different TV spots. So there's a wide array of, of marketing materials that go into a campaign. And the success is often attributed to, I mean, sometimes you'll, you'll personally, you want to feel the success through YouTube views. Like I remember I got to work on the, the it trailer when that first came out, the first one, um, it was kind of the revamp of that franchise. Um, and I think that broke some YouTube record within the first 24 hours. So of course that's good, good marketing for the, the movie itself, because that means People are watching it, and that's generating word of mouth. But ultimately, the the big success is probably your box office. Uh, what what you're doing in the box office in the first the first weekend um, are people going to actually see the movie? So, did you create a trailer that was good enough, or or a whole marketing campaign that was good enough to warrant people to actually go and spend? I don't know what it is now, I'm around the world, but let's say fifteen dollars um, to go see it go see a movie that weekend um so that's probably where most of the success lies um are are people actually spending money to go see the movie um but also just as in every industry there's awards so in the trailer industry there's um the golden trailer awards and 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 the the key arts and usually those are split up into different genres of a best horror trailer or best uh Action adventure teaser, um, and there's also the award, the awards that come with it. And everyone likes to kind of put an accolade on their belt. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the success metrics, I, I guess you would say, of the trailer making business. Seeing as my last name is Golden, I particularly like the Golden Trailer Awards. <laughs> <laughs> but Drew, is there uh, is there a question since we're sort of new to this area? Is there a question we should have asked and didn't? Um, I would probably say one of the, not a question, but something I probably would like to add is, is kind of scripting, um, how, how scripting out, um, a trailer or, or a how to video, how integral that is to the process, um, or whatever you're, you're trying to create. Um, because it's always good to just have, um, a roadmap of where you're going, um, or what you're trying to do. So I would say, how scripting is so important to any process, really. Um, it, it may not be the exact road that you're you're going along through your script, but it could show you different avenues you want to take, or it could spur new ideas. Um, it, so I would just overall say scripting is just such an integral part to any process of, of creation, because um, then you just kind of know where you're going. Something I should have mentioned I didn't was uh, this technique called stop downs. And what a stop down is, is when you're kind of going and you're chugging along in your piece and then all of a sudden the music cuts out and that's to to avert your attention to something. Um, so you could see us, you could just be moving along and it's a stop down. And for a horror movie, that means we're going to play out this, this scary moment and something's going to pop out at you. Or in an action trailer, we're going to, we're moving along and we stop down all the music cuts out and now we're just going to play out this one scene or we're going to this one character, we're going to clearly hear this one character's line of dialogue to, to really highlight this moment, this piece of dialogue um, or whatever it is you just want to avert your attention to. So yeah, stop downs crucial. 
That's yeah, a good is, tip. Is that is that basically the technique of like I know this happens a lot in horror movies where you kind of know something is coming and it sort of like builds up that tension and anticipation and then finally something pops out even though you're kind of expecting it like yeah the fact no. that you were expecting it even makes it more like scary <laughs> yeah, that's well horror horror is the most like using sound like imagine watching a horror movie and not having any sound it wouldn't be scary at all um because there's no building of anticipation um and i've actually done that before we we got a i think it was like one of the conjuring movies and we got it before they added any score and it's pretty much just people walking around a house um and then something kind of like walks by them or something kind of like a door shuts and it's not even scary because that music is what builds the anticipation and gets your heart rate kind of going and then when it stops you're like oh something's coming yeah and then and then it does come but you it kind of keeps you on your toes yeah man that's great um one last thing around horror movies so for halloween i i ended up going to um a, a comedy theater to watch uh, Halloween, the movie, the the original Halloween, oh awesome, um, from the seventies, and it was basically the movie playing and then comedians doing commentary over the top of it. Oh, so, and fun. it was it was so good because it wasn't scary at all. You've got comedians talking over it, but it was yeah. like so interesting. <laughs> yeah, because that probably it takes you out of the movie a little bit, um, and, and it's kind of you're like watching people watch a movie. Uh, yeah. But that's like, oh, that's such a good idea. That's super fun. It's like Mystery Science Theater 3000. Scary <laughs> movies. Yeah. <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah, that, that would be a good one to do that with. Yeah, horror movies in general. Um, yeah. I feel like that's just an awesome, awesome thing to do with them. Fantastic. Uh, Drew Farber, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Um, so you can definitely visit my LinkedIn page, which I try to keep up to date with most of the work that I'm, I'm currently doing. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. I, I, I try to stay, stay pretty tight with all my work, um, and just keep it in one, one spot. Excellent. Thank you, Drew Farber. And Dane and Renee, thank you so much for having me on. This was a blast. My name is Dane Golden. And my co-host, she's R-E-N-E-T-E-L-E-Y, Renee Teeley. And we want to thank you, the listener, for joining us today, don't we, Renee? Yes, absolutely. And we hope that you love this podcast just as much as we do. And I want to thank you and invite you to review us on Apple Podcasts or the app you're using right now. And just, you know, if you could just take one second and just click that share button on the app you're listening to right now. Share this to Twitter or Facebook with a friend. Let them know we are offering great information that they should watch us on the Video Marketing Value Podcast. Renee and I do this podcast and our various other YouTube videos and speaking engagements and all the other projects because we love helping businesses and marketers just like you do YouTube and video marketing better. Thanks to our special guest, Drew Farber. Until next week, here's to helping you help your customers through video.